Welcome to the TVG Breeders' Cup podcast special. The 37-year wait is over. American Pharaoh is finally the one. American Pharaoh has won the Triple Crown. This is unbelievable. Zenyatta, what a performance. What we'll never forget. What a race. What a sport. What a horse. Arrogate romps in the Pegasus. We hope that this will ha- offer you a bit more insight for some of the runners that you might not have heard of. Um, it's going to be a great two days, so keep your ears open to some special nuggets of information from Candice Hare, our international expert. And on the line from Timeform UK is Ben Fernley, who's a British and Irish expert. Thank you for joining us, Ben. No worries. Happy to be here. And uh, Candice, is a very exciting time. We get to see all the international horses have arrived over into California. They're getting used to their surroundings and we've got a, a really nice host of uh, horses to get our, our eyes into. We do. I think maybe compared to past years lacking some of the big names, but when you don't have the big names, that means you have better prices. So I'm on board, that's for sure. Yeah, and I think we have been spoiled in past years. Obviously, with the with Enable last year was brilliant and we, we sort of hope that she might come back. But we... We don't have her, but we do have a derby winner in Anthony Van Dyke. And having a derby, a classic winner from uh, the UK is pretty special anyway. Uh, he takes his chances in the Breeders' Cup turf. Now he's uh, he, he obviously won the derby in a bit of a blanket finish this year, which is there were plenty of uh, Cornwall runners that could have won that race, and it was him that did it. He's had a, quite a, a quiet season since. He was second in the uh, Irish derby, um, and then... It's been a case of, you know, tr- trying to figure out if, if this horse is really up to the up to the scratches that they want him to be. He was very disappointing in the King George. Um, what do, what do we think of his chances, Ben? I I think that it will prove, and probably already has proved, that he wasn't the best colt in the Derby. Uh, Japan, I think, was their the the, the Coolmore team's number one choice and perhaps front runner over the winter over that sort of two-year-old to three-year-old period but he got injured at the start of the year had a setback and and his run in the derby was essentially him still working his way back um to 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 full soundness and fitness and i think anthony van dyke was very much taking advantage of 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 that really with japan japan has gone on to to prove himself much better than, than than his running that he gave in the in the derby he's gone on to obviously win at the highest level since. And I think Andy Van Dyke was probably seen to quite good effect. It was a, a really well-run race. Yeah. It was a blanket finish, as you say. And uh, I, I'm not sure he's going to get the same sort of setup here, a tighter track. I know Epson's, I know Epson's pretty sharp as it is, but they did go a flat-out gallop there, which really suited him. That isn't a guarantee here. And I think he's, he's, he's fairly vulnerable, to be honest, uh, at a short price. Yeah, I, th- I think that perhaps it might be if he if he runs a good race, it might be a case of retiring him. He's a he's he's a Derby winner now, and if if he's going to be able to set it up to the lights of Japan next year, I'm not too sure. Candice, what are your thoughts on Anthony Van Dyke? I mean, he's kind of a testament to this group of three-year-olds, bar Japan, to me to begin with. I mean, the fact that he is a Derby winner, I think that says something about this group. That from the moment we saw them as juveniles and through to now, they just didn't have the depth that we so often see from the three-year-old middle-distance horses over there in Britain and in Ireland. 
Anthony Van Dyke befuddles me. You know, we look to races like the Derby where he raced really well. The King George, I can forgive because that was maybe the most bizarre tactical race I saw of the year with all of the O'Brien horses going to the lead and, and going far too quick. I, I thought he came back last time around and, and raced well enough that if he raced back to that mark, he could win this race. But as you guys alluded to, he's going to be a short price. He mixes in his form. And to be frank, I just don't think he's that great. Uh, it might be good enough to win this race, but not by enough of a margin that it'll justify the price he's going to be. Yeah, and with the likes of Bricks and Mortar up against him, who's is a bit of a star here, and Anti Van Dyke having patchworks of form, he could be he could be found out. He also, don't forget, ran a very muddling race last year as a juvenile. He didn't look comfortable at all. I mean, it was on a different track, but it'll be interesting to see how how he turns up. Um, I know that Ben, that you wanted to have a word about Old Persian, who's who's also entered in this race for Char- Charlie Appleby and Godolphin. Yeah, I'm, I'm not massively familiar with the work of bricks and mortar, so I'll definitely, before I'm actually going to have a bet in this race, I'll definitely be, be reading up a bit more on him. Seems to have plenty of ones next to his name anyway. Mm-hmm. But in, in old Persian, we've got essentially a really solid middle-distance four-year-old who has won already twice at the, the highest level this season, obviously the Shima Classic and over in Woodbine last time. And he's essentially he's a 125 horse on time form ratings, which would give him a slight edge over Anthony Van Dyke, uh, obviously. And he essentially just looked a very solid better, potentially at around four to one. I thought he would be the way I'd be leaning in the race when I get around to looking at it in a bit more depth. He was a really progressive three-year-old last season. He obviously mm-hmm. beat the Melbourne Cup winner. Uh, in the Great Vultures Estates at York back in August. And he's, he's gone on again this term and, and just looks a, a very, very solid globe-trotting traveller who will go and get his running, run to 125 all over the world and probably pick up a fair bit more prize money for, for Charlie Appleby. Yeah, absolutely. And Charlie Appleby gets his, horses into, in, gets his horses so right for these types of races. So unfortunately, Magical's out. She will not be taking part in the Phillies Mare Turf. But it's still a... Brilliant race. Sister Charlie is going to be pretty hot favourite, um, but the European runners are, are strong regardless. But let's have a look at Sister Charlie first. Sister Charlie is a different horse to any horse we have here in America in that she doesn't really have a turn of foot, mm. but she will outstay anybody. And so by way of putting that pacemaker in the races, they get the races spread out. It reduces the chance for that sort of traffic. And what they'll do is they'll just send her early. If you notice Sister Trelly as a back marker in almost every race this season, she has been very close to the lead at the top of the stretch because they just let her rip early. And the thing is, is with her stamina, if you're behind her at that point, you're not going to catch her. Just touching on, we've got some other um, British and Irish horses in the race, and Billiston Brook has had a pretty uh, fantastic season, uh, Ben. She's uh, she's kind of proved all the doubters wrong. Uh, she comes into this race in fantastic form. Is, is, she, is she a horse that might just sort of creep into the placings, or do you think she might be a bit out of her depth? She's, well, I think the thing with Billers and Brook is the fact that her two standout efforts by far, career best efforts, have, have come on the Royal Mile at Newmarket over over one mile. And she's been to other tracks and she's run well at them. She won at Goodwood uh, in a group three level earlier this season. So she's given she's given her running at other tracks. It's not like she's completely one dimensional, but her very, very standout efforts have come when she won those two top level events. Obviously, the, uh, the Guineas last season really 
shock price that day, a massive outsider, that, and you were wondering would she ever back that performance up and that sort of figure up. And she did that last time over the same course and distance, mm-hmm. um, showing that she was, you know, it was no fluke really what she did in, in that classic last season. I don't think she's quite under these circumstances. It's going to be completely different for her, a completely different track, obviously a different distance. She should stay a mile and a quarter although her best form has come over a mile, but she's shocked to leave then. It's very rare that one of those doesn't get a mile and a quarter, to be honest. So I suspect she will she will get the trip, but it's just, mm-hmm. I just wonder, I think the new market factor is a big thing for her. And, and that, looking at her form figures, that would that would sort of be the, the thing that comes to you, I think, from my point of view. Yeah, it's, uh, it's we've got plenty of European runners in this race. Iridessa was behind Billiston Brook that day as well. She's she's had an in and out season as well. She's one for Joseph O'Brien, who's obviously had lots of success as a as a rider as well. And now he brings his second uh, crop of horses over this year. Um, is she is Iridessa one for Candice or for for Ben that you th- that think is is one that we should keep an eye on? I don't think we should we should write her off um, I mean he, I think this is the race she's obviously doubly entered she's in the, the mile as well uh, but she's 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 uh, reportedly this was the, the the target for her after the the Sun Chariot last time she was obviously behind Phyllis and Brooke that day and she's got got to reverse that form but she wasn't quite at her best I think we saw the best of her when she won the matron stakes at the highest level before that and we know that she is a, a proper Group One filly over in, on these shores. She's won three times at the, the highest level. And the interesting thing about her, I think, is that she's unexposed at, at middle distances. She's done a lot of her racing yeah. over a mile. She's obviously a, a very versatile filly. She's only had one start over a mile and a quarter, which is a winning one in, in the Group One Pretty Poly Stakes. I wouldn't be surprised if, if she's got a little bit more to come at this sort of level. And she might prove a bit of value, will she, Candice? Oh, I think she'll definitely be better value. And, you know, in his young training career, Joseph has shown himself to be very astute in traveling horses. We saw him uh, on the Melbourne Cup doing exactly that. And what I appreciate about Iridessa is is she's the right type. We've talked Mm -hmm. about that, right? The fact that she is so proficient over the mile, the fact that she clearly wants faster ground, those are the things that are separators between some of these horses who are coming over from Europe at this stage. Yeah, no, she's an interesting one and one for the... For listeners to keep an eye out, especially at a be- better price. Now, moving on, we've got the TVG Breeders' Cup Mile um, also on the Saturday of um, of the Breeders' Cup, and uh, it's, u- it's usually a race that does quite well for the European horses. Last year, it was won by X, but I it's quite a uh, interesting lineup of of European horses that we've got. Um, headed probably by Aidan O'Brien, Circus Maximus, who uh, was lucky to keep his race uh, in France. Um, there's also Space Traveller, who was a, a Royal Ascot winner as well, and Lord Glitters, who won a win in your inn um, uh, in, at the Queen Anne at Royal Ascot. Is there, is there a standout horse in here? It's a, it's a bit of a... Uh, it's not really a strong bunch, really, in my in my view. Um, what, do you, what do you make of it, Ben? I think exactly the same, to be honest. Uh, Circus Maximus has, for me, been very much taking advantage of a, of a weak crop of milers in, in Britain uh, this season and in Europe, really, to be honest. He obviously won uh, over in, in Longchamp last time at the highest level. A really good bit of training by Aidan O'Brien, to be honest, because this horse is bred to be a derby horse, mm-hmm. and he looked like he was going to be campaigned over middle distances when he won the D stakes. He obviously then turned up in the derby run okay, uh, but since then, the drop back to a mile has, has really paid dividends. He's, he's won twice at the highest level, but they haven't been fantastic races. Yeah. I don't think any 
recent winners of this race would really be threatened by a horse that beat Romanized by just a nose uh, last time, uh, it, well, in, in pretty dodgy circumstances as well, with the with the messy finish that that obviously occurred there. So I, I think he's he's essentially been really well placed by Aidan O'Brien, but he wouldn't be my idea of the winner of this race. I think you know he, he's almost a favourite by default because he's the Group One winning. Um, a British horse that's going over, a British and Irish horse that's going over, but he would he would probably be vulnerable, I think. Yeah, and we obviously two Don Hot was gonna be the, the, the horse for this race and John Gosden said after he won the Sussex that this was the race they was going to tee him up for. So it's a shame injury has prevented him here. But Candace, do you think this race will take much winning? Do you think there's an American horse in there? Or do you think a, a horse at a slightly lower level from the Europeans could just could just take this? Oh this this division has been wide open all year long there just really isn't anything here at you guys speak about it being a poor division in europe it's worse here so mm. I, I expect this to be the race that team europe has the best shot of winning bar the juvenile events but i'll be honest i would go to lord glitters i i think you're going for folks here in america you're going to get a better price because of the fact he came out to woodbine last year mm -hmm. and raced relatively poorly by his standards so people here in their head think, oh, Lord Glitters, he came here, he's not that good. But he's found a new level this year, and I give him credit for that. And it, it really kicked off over in Maidan when he finished third behind Amunai. And I'll be the first to say when I saw that, I thought, whoa, Amunai did not run that well if Lord Glitters got that yeah. close to her. But that form has stood up all year long. And even in his defeats, they were good defeats. And it, people will look to last out at Ascot, and they'll say, well, he ran poor, but it was ground that he would have absolutely hated bottomless that day probably the only poor performance he's ever ran at Ascot in his career. And we got lucky, I think, in a sense that the ground came up the way it did because I think they would have ended his season there had it not come out that way. So I'm glad he's here. I think mm -hmm. he'll be a price. And to yeah. me, he's every bit as good as Circus Maximus, Maximus and you're probably going to get double or triple the price. Do you think there's a case of an Aidan O'Brien effect that horses um, that he brings over are always going to be shorter than, than the, the likes of Lord Glitters would be? regardless of the form yeah because i think we've seen quote quote bad horses of his come here and win so yeah. they know better yeah absolutely well moving on there's plenty of horses to talk about from the future stars friday um on the first november so really want to touch on them because I feel, and we spoke just before we started recording, that this is the strongest um, bunch that the, the Europeans have brought over for a long time. And it's really headed, from um, my perspective, by Al Ali, um, who Simon Crisford brings over for the Juvenile Turf Sprint. He's had a really, really good season, the son of Society Rock, won the Norfolk Stakes at Royal Ascot as a maiden, um, which was the first in 30 years. He then won uh, the pre-Robert Papin and the Flying Childers. He's a very, very fast horse. Yet to go around a bend, obviously, but um, it, I've read up that he's he's had a little tester at Wolverhampton to try and uh, learn learn that trade. And he seems to be a horse that could uh, could really thrive on these conditions. What are your thoughts on him, on him, Ben? I think the bend will be absolutely no issue for him. He seems to be a, a two-year-old with plenty of gate speed, plenty of tactical speed. And he just seems a really, really solid animal, to be honest. I don't think he's a superstar. And I think that they're doing the right thing by sending him over to this race. Obviously, a massive prize as a, as a two-year-old. I think he's got the, the sort of physique he's got, the type of horse he is. I think we possibly might be seeing the very best of him this season. Not mm -hmm. saying that he can't go and win races next year as well. But he, he is, he's been a really sharp type from the very, very start. Obviously, winning at Royal Ascot 
on his second start, having not even one first time out. So he's he's an ultra sharp juvenile, and they're they're doing the right thing in my book by sending him over. He wouldn't be on race from a racing perspective. He wouldn't be an absolute standout in this race. Kimari would be up there as well on what yeah. on what that one did at Royal Ascot, for example. Um, Alligator Ali as well. He plus his line last time behind Ali at Doncaster, but he got upset in the stall that day. And from a racing perspective, if you just look at, take what they've achieved across the season, he wouldn't be uh, uh, any back number either in this race. He was actually very well backed and went off ahead of uh, Ali in the, in the betting that day in Flying Children's. So I think it's a, an open enough and interesting mm-hmm. race, but really good to see it well supported by Simon Crisford and Joe O'Brien. Yeah, it's uh, it's usually a, a race that the, the Europeans do well. As we seem to believe that our two-year-olds are slightly a little bit more f- straightforward. But the, the Kamari is one that has been a lot of interest, and we know her uh, from coming over to uh, the UK already. Um, Aidan O'Brien is represented by King Neptune, who who ran not a bad race behind Earthlight in the middle park last time, um, Candice. Patchy enough form, but again, it's an Aidan O'Brien two-year-old, so people are going to ha- ha- have an interest in. They, they are. I wouldn't be surprised if this is a horse who went off maybe third favorite behind the likes of Kamari and ALI. I, I just don't think the form's there. To me, this is a race that, as good as some of your juvenile sprinters have been, it's Kamari's for the taking. I mean, Pinatubo aside at Royal Ascot, I thought Kamari's run was the run of Ascot for me to finish second mm-hmm. behind Raffle Price. The way that race was run and over ground that she clearly had no time for. She's come back and been even better. And, you know, if there's anybody from Europe watching and you're used to those ward horses being breakneck speed like she showed there, when she won last at Keeneland, she came from off the pace. So even if they wanted to let ALI go, she's shown that dimension to be able to come from off the speed and win in that regard as well. When we've seen Wesley ward horses, the two-year-olds, go to Ascot and run well, historically, they've raced really, really well at the Breeders' Cup. So to me... She's a standout on paper. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Actually, we touched on Pinatobo and moving on to the Breeders' Cup Juvenile uh, Turf. It's uh, Arizona, who ha- had a really uh, good display behind Pinatobo last time, who probably is the standout two-year-old across the board um, from Europe who's, uh, who's entered. He's, uh, he's, had a, he's had a pretty good season, uh, the son of Nona Neville, who won the Coventry Stakes. And he's a consistent and a likeable type. Is this a slightly... A lesser race in terms of what the uh, the Americans have in here, Candice? And do you think it could be Arizona's race? Uh, yeah, I mean, typically we don't have a strong juvenile turf crop because the horses who have shown an ability at this age over this distance are usually still racing on the dirt, even if they'll ultimately find their way to the turf later in their career. Yeah. So you guys have historically done well in here. Uh, Arizona on form is obviously the best. He's had a fantastic season. He's mm been a bit unlucky to run into Pinatuba the way that yeah. he has and he, he still raced you know well enough ahead of everybody else they're in their own little race I suppose behind him I thought this Arizona was in a blind best chance really of, of a winner in at the Breeders Cup meeting over the two days to be honest I think he's he's just the sort of horse you like to see run in this type of race obviously um going up in trip so he's got the speed he's got the tactical speed we know that winner over Winner over six furlongs, a group one place over 
seven furlongs as well, twice. So I like to see that. He's obviously done it on soft ground last time as well. So I don't think a faster surface over a mile will, will be any barrier to him. And he's essentially a really classy animal to be to be being sent over, I think, for, for this type of race. We usually get a decent Aidan O'Brien runner, two-year-old go over, and it's no surprise to see a, 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 a top-class one of his. But I think Arizona is one of his best two-year-olds, really, and won the Coventry Stakes that... Um, obviously, always a good sign for a, for a, for a, for a two-year-old. One of the key races of the entire season, and he's carried on progressing from then as well, which is good to see. Bumped into Pinatuba, who is an absolute monster on on time from racing. He's raced at 134. Um, that 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 as a performer, he would beat nearly every two-year-old from 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 recent years, to be honest. So it's no shame that that Arizona has chased him home twice. And I thought last time the Jewess, he gave him a bit of a scare as well, which was really good good to see. And and it was a definite another step forward from yeah. Arizona. So I think he'll be he'll be really hard to beat. I think he's got plenty in his favour. He's also got this tall, rangy physique as well, which suggests that he's going to carry on progressing. He's not just a two-year-old. He's a back-end two-year-old and a three-year-old as well. So I, I really like his chance. Yeah, I agree. He seems to be one that is sort of improving. Um, and we've got to remember that Aidan O'Brien has had lots of success in this race, Mendelssohn and George Vancouver being just two of them. So I think it, I think it's going to be the Aidan O'Brien show. They're most likely to be um, short prices. Um, moving on to a race where we the Europeans haven't had as much success in uh, years gone by is the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies Turf. But this year we seem to have a really strong hand headed by Albina, who's the winner of the Pre-Marcel Boussat for um, Jesse Harrington at Longchamp last time. And there's also Daya, who has been teed up for this race by his tra- trainer, her trainer, Roger Varian. Um, one at Royal Alaska has been a really um, gallant filly all season. And uh, and also Tango for Aidan O'Brien. It's a, it's a really it's a really top class of fillies uh, uh, race, isn't it? Um, I'm interested to, to see what people think about whether Albina would be suited to this race. What do you reckon, Candice? I think she'd be suited. I mean, the fact that she improved as much as she did stepping up to the mile last out was very impressive to me. Uh, for me, though, this is a race that, you know, as you say, you guys haven't had a great record. And part of that reason is because the Phillies we've seen come over in the past were like the very well-bred Phillies who were going to be good as three-year-olds, but maybe weren't the most progressive two-year-olds. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the difference between the group this year. These are the real two-year-olds that we've seen do well all season long, Daya being one of those But I think for me, from a value perspective, I have a bit of time in here for Shadden. I mean, this is a horse who has taken her time and steadily improved as the season has gone on. We've not seen her over the mile yet, but I loved her performance last time around. And to me, she's one who could really relish the conditions she would get in here. Full credit to Albinia. I really thought she was nice last time out. My concern is that was a hard race and it was a very wet surface over there in the Arctic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's 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 interesting to it's great to see Shadden come over uh, for the Andrew Balding team. Uh, quite an inexpensive filly, really. She was forty two thousand as as a yearling, and she's by uh, No Nay Never. Uh, I I really like Daya. I've got to say, I thought she was really impressive um, at Royal Alaska, and she's been ultra consistent. As you say, Candice, type of horse that's real two year old, um, and Roger Varian's really got the best out of her. And uh, I, I again, I, th- I think that this kind of type of race won't be a, a problem for her but where, where are your thoughts on this Ben? 
Uh, I, I, I like Dahlia. I think she's a, she's a nice type. She's done absolutely nothing wrong. Form figures of one one two two one. So you can't really throw too many stones at her. But I just wonder whether she's quite got the level of form required to, to win this race. I think she would have to improve a little bit on uh, certainly on on the average rating needed to, to to take down this race. So I'm not, and I'm also not 100 percent sure that she'll she'll absolutely relish um, a mile. Um, and the trick is the, the, the concern I have um, with uh, Albina as well, because I thought she absolutely relished the mile on really testing ground at Longchamp last time. And this is going to be completely the opposite in terms of the conditions. And they went a really, really good gallop in that in that race in France on Arc Day. And that set it up for a big performance from her, no doubt about that. I think she might be the best filly in the race. But whether these conditions are really going to play to her strengths, I'm not 100% sure the one that caught my eye at a, a big price and would be one maybe just to have a, a very small bet on is Atoir for, for Aidan O'Brien um, now she was a rarity in that she managed to win on her debut in, in, a, in, a, gr- in a group race which doesn't happen very often at all um, obviously things probably didn't go to plan with her after that she wasn't seen uh, until very recently where she wasn't she ran in a in, in a group one wasn't quite up to scratch but I, I suspect she probably needed to run that day She's yeah. been off for obviously the entirety of the season, and it's only been her. It was only her second start. Now you've got the obvious concern that this is only going to be her third start, and it's going to be um, a big furore, different environment, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, for such an inexperienced type. But um, I thought that for, for a filly that was able to win at group level on debut, Aidan O'Brien fillies and, and Colts indeed as well, with two-year-olds in general, they're not usually wound up first time up. He's had a better record with his debutants this season than, than in past years. But I still think he leaves plenty to work on with them. And the fact she was able to, to run to that level first time, I think, suggests that she's going to be really promising. So yeah. um, I would give her another chance uh, at a more realistic level. I'm hoping that they had this race in mind when they ran her last time after that big break. Yeah, she's got a bit of improvement um, to come. She was kind of sort of thrown into the Chiefly part last time, which is a big ask for her after only running a couple of times. So she might, but again, and Aidan O'Brien factor it might just sort of reduce the the, the, the price. Um, there's plenty more horses to go through and to talk about, but there's, there's so so much so much time that we've got. I think that um, we've covered a lot here, and it's it would be great now to go over perhaps our, our our picks for Friday and maybe our picks for Saturday as well. And Candice, um, I know that. Uh, it, um, you've got some your thoughts on Kamari was probably the one that we should keep a, keep an eye out, and it might be a bit it might be tough in terms of the sprint. But are there any European horses that that you think that our listeners should should be putting in their notebook for the Breeders' Cup on the Friday? Uh, on the Friday, like we mentioned, I, th- I really do like Shad, and just because she's been progressive and taking her time and slowly improving, uh, the pedigree is there. I think she's out of a. Sadler's Wells mare, the stamina underneath is the big thing, even though she hasn't been over the mile in her career thus far. And the price is going to be there. As you say, multiple yep. Aiden O'Brien horses in the field. So you will get the price for her. And, and I just have time for a filly with experience on her side who has slowly come to hand like she has. Yeah, daughter of no, no, another, um, as you say, uh, Amethyst, who is a Sadler's Wells mare. And um, for you, Ben, on the Friday, who's your pick for the day? Well, I think... The, um, the, the the banker of the day would be Arizona. I think he'll be he'll be pretty hard to beat, as I as I already uh, as I already said. I do quite like Kamari as well, um, and I think Atois would be the one at a bigger price. Um, hopefully, to cause a bit of an upset in that uh, juvenile Phillies turf. Brilliant. Um, and moving on to the Saturday again, 
plenty of European challenges. For the Euros on Saturday, I'd go with Lord Glitters. I think he's going to be a, a very large price compared to what he should be. And to me, the mile is the race for the Euros. It's wide open. There's nobody here who's done anything at all remotely compared to any of the European challengers. And to me, he, he offers the best value after, I think, in my opinion, he's had the best season of his career. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he's, he's, he's in his prime. And for you, Ben, on, on the Saturday, one, one for us to, to pick out and to, and to ensure that we get our bets on full. Well, I've already mentioned, I think Old Persian could be a decent bet um, uh, against Bricks and Mortar and Anthony Van Dyke. But one, a, a massive price uh, who I haven't mentioned previously, it's in the, in the mile race again, I think, as Candice has already mentioned, this is a, probably a pretty decent betting race, to be honest, to have something on side at a fairly big price. Uh, the one I like is Hey Gaman, who is sort of dropped off the radar, really, uh, Group 1 level, certainly, this season. Um, was beaten in the foray last time at Longchamp, but that was on soft ground. I don't think he wants that. I think he wants a, a proper proper hard-of-the-road kind of kind of surface. Um, he was just touched off in the French Guineas last season, so he's up to running well at Group 1 level. He's 20 to 1. I think he can probably sneak into a place. What I like about him is he's got that, that seven furlong pace on his side. He's been running over that trip all this season, so going up to a, a sharp mile should be absolutely no problem for him, and he's a, a prominent racer as well, which I also like to see around these sharp American tracks. So, hey, Gamman, a, a massive five, 20 to 1. Hopefully he can sneak into a place. Brilliant. So Candice v. Ben there for the mile. Uh, hey Gammon versus Lord Glitters. It'll be really exciting. There's, there's so much to look forward to. And thank you both to Ben and to Candice for joining us today.